Welcome to the Wilson Show. This is Lord Extra Cooler, and welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. <laughs> right, so, uh, right, so, uh, what's in cooler? Oh, <laughs> just blew my mind. <laughs> the rhino, the rhino's on ya. Extra credit. Port, 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 port side heater. Extra credit. Welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. I can't do it as good as he did it, but happy holidays, everyone, and hold on to your hats. This week, we've got a very special holiday episode of the Extra Cooler Show. My name is Nick, otherwise known as Extra Cooler, and this week, we've got the Survivor Series team. We've got Matt, Jim, and Mike all joining me uh, for a very festive and special uh, holiday edition of the Extra Cooler Show. As usual, you guys can find us on Instagram, at Extra Cooler. And over on Twitter, at Extra Cooler Show. Uh, thanks to everybody that reached out, wishing us a uh, happy second birthday of this podcast. I, I think last week was a lot of fun uh, breaking down Vader's time uh, in Boy Meets World. Um, I personally enjoyed it. And uh, Topanga, oh, yeah. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the only housekeeping I had from last week, is that we needed to uh, make sure that this hit Tabanga's ears and yes. uh, send it send it to Jensen. I didn't do that yet, so uh, I, I, I guess I should get on that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so for this week's episode, we've got a very special homework. Um, it is Primetime Wrestling Season 5, Episode 52, from December 25th, 1989. Um, we're going to talk about everything that happens in this episode. It's about an hour and a half long, um, and it is it is a real treat. Um, it's it's obviously it's a stocking airing. stuffer. Yeah, stocking, stocking stuffer, stuffer for sure. Yeah. I like that. Um, so it's the first prime time we've ever covered. Yes, and I I will admit, like especially in the late '80s, I did not watch primetime wrestling. I think I watched no. it more towards the end of primetime wrestling's run. Yeah, yeah, I think we were. I was definitely, definitely not in the '80s. Forget about it. But no. um, even when we first started becoming fans, it was up. I was on past my bedtime, so I, I'd always remember it starting and yeah. being like, "Oh my!" It was like the holy grail of wrestling. Like, oh, right. I wish I could stay up to watch primetime. Right. It looked so yeah. cool to like a young kid's eyes. And yeah, oh, that, it is pretty. It is very cool. The primetime that we uh grew up with was not this set no, that they have no, today no in this one but we had like the round table yeah it looks yes. like the cnn crossfire yes, or something yeah. like that <laughs> yeah the only real memorable moment is is uh with uh mr perfect right uh, flip him turning face, and, yeah. yeah him turning face pouring water on heenan <laughs> yeah yep so was it originally an 8 p.m start it had to have been. That was something I, I was going to bring so. up because I was trying to find. I know any detail on it. Ten though. Yes, the ten. The like early '90s ones definitely were on at ten o'clock. This had to have been. Tom, where are you? Uh, <laughs> he's probably going to text someone, uh, letting us know what time this show is on because they they reference the kids throughout this Christmas episode. Uh, so I mean, come on, Vince isn't yeah, that stupid thinking, thinking the kids like, are up at ten o'clock. Right, that's what I kept thinking. And plus, I think that I don't I don't think there was crossover when they were on, but Tuesday Night Titans was like probably yes. the later show because that was like obviously doing the model of like the Johnny Carson show, the Tonight Show, and that kind of thing. Yep. 
All right, so let's kick things off. The intro to primetime is a thing of beauty, in my opinion. It's heavy on the sacks. It highlights uh, all of the superstars on the roster, uh, including your hosts, Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby the Brain Heenan, and over in a secondary studio, uh, Hot Rod Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Um, it's it's such a setup. It's all decked out for the holidays. Once again, this is airing on Christmas night. Um and it kicks off with Piper, and he's letting us know that Santa Claus is going to be on the show, thanks to a bet from a previous week. Uh, turns out Santa Claus is none other than, than Heenan. Um, you notice and, that Piper is sitting there like Sharon Stone in uh, Basic Instinct with his yeah. skirt. Like, come on, yeah. dude. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they couldn't oh, have sorry. gotten it's, it's a kilt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, Heenan uh, comes... He gets lured out by Piper, and he's all dressed up as Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Um, Santa Claus. Claus. Yes. He never was um, a Santa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to know what is the origin of Santa Claus? Like, who started yeah. that? I always laugh when I hear it. I love. Santa. I, I agree. Santa. I like it. Sorry, I never but use I, it, but I like it. I use it. Um, I, I'll use it occasionally. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing that is big on this this card this night is there non-stop hyping up uh, No Holds Barred, oh, yeah. the match, the movie, uh, a pay-per-view, which I'm sure, like, nobody gave two craps about. Um, and uh, so Piper Piper is goading about getting Heenan into the holiday spirit and pay up. Because uh, uh, if he doesn't come out as Santa Claus, he owes Piper $25,000, I believe, is, is <laughs> yeah. the amount, which is an absurd bet, uh, <laughs> to say the least. So... All right, we get our first match, and this is where I don't really recollect a lot of primetime wrestling because it's a lot of cutaways to different matches at different locations, and the first match is the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, which is cool, I thought. Yes, I enjoyed absolutely. that part. Absolutely. So our first match is the Intercontinental Champion, the Ultimate Warrior, facing off against Brian Costello, and we've got uh, Tony Schiavone and Lord Alfred Hayes calling the match. Um, it, it's... It's bizarre. I did not expect those two to be calling our first match. Am I the only one that didn't remember Tony Schiavone in WWE? Like he's, WWF at the time? It's very brief. I definitely I don't. I, yeah. Yeah. Zero he, recollection uh, of this whatsoever. And I went like a, on a couple of the homeworks we've done. Sorry, Matt, go ahead. No, 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 no you're fine. I, 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 and I was like trying to think of that too, but his voice just makes you think of wcw promotions like and then when i was like half paying attention to the match because quite frankly the matches in this card are terrible nothing worth writing home about but uh when i heard his voice i like popped up out of nowhere like what what is going on here (laughs) and i did a little deep dive so shivani worked with crockett promotions from 1983 to 1989 then signed a one-year contract Uh with wwf from april of 89 and left to go back to crockett slash wcw in 1990 so he was there for a year makes sense because we came in in right us 91 you warrior stuff a little earlier but you just missed them you know like right yeah no and at at this point i like it was superstars for me it wasn't Mm -hmm. it wasn't prime time it wasn't tuesday night titans like it was saturday morning wrestling for me yeah even in my notes i have i wrote we have lord alfred hayes and dot 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 is that shivani yeah (laughs) you know because it doesn't it sounds like him at times but then it also doesn't yeah Yeah. i mean he's obviously considerably younger at the time he did not perfect his shtick yet for sure no no 
So this match is pretty terrible. It's your typical uh, warrior no no sell of poor Costello. Beyond no sell. I was oh going to say the God. same thing. It's beyond no sell. Like warrior yeah. just running around the ring, looking under yeah. the, the ring skirt, and this poor jobber is just bashing him over the back, and <laughs> yeah. warrior doesn't even flinch. No, he doesn't, he's like <laughs> nope. he's not even there. He doesn't he not even doesn't feel it. Might as well have been a bear. It's like he no. It's like he has that disease where you don't feel like you could like put your hand on a burning stove and you don't. Feel like, <laughs> yeah, and that's warrior for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, the highlight is the uh, the oh, inset yeah. promo from <laughs> Earthquake and Dino Bravo, and and Dino's bouncing with Earthquake, which is the, one the of our Canadian. favorites. The yes, Canadian the Canadian Earthquake. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and don't you? I like this because they've. Uh, this is perfect for Christmas time because they have a strong Christmas story uh, vibe of Scott Farkas and Grover Dill from that movie. <laughs> like it's you know the bully and yes. the little toady that hangs out yeah. with them. But yes, Dino Bravo is such a toady. Oh, e- easily. What? <laughs> I'm with you. You've seen, but you've watched like Santa Claus Fifty Six or something like that. <laughs> sure. Just the first two. Just Tim, the first two. Tim Allen, Mark over there. <laughs> So we get a this match is one minute and thirty four seconds. We get a gorilla press slam from Warrior and and, and splash. What a what a great finisher right there. Sleaze um, bag pin too. Yeah, awful. Knees awful. on him like ugh. So defend Warrior here. He's uh, indefensible in this match. I think he's like I agree. So sleazy. It's like just like. Not yeah. wrestling. I ugh disgusts yeah. me. It's it's not about the in ring at all. <laughs> At all, a hundred percent, and yes, looking at it through an adult lens, and like looking back at the match, yeah, it's inexcusable. Tacky. This warrior is tacky. This yeah, he might be the like, worst in ring performer of like a big name guy yeah. ever, ever. Oh man, that sounds like a homework question. <laughs> yeah, extra like, credit question. Yeah, reverse. Uh, you know, right? Mount Rushmore. I'm writing right. this down. Worst big name. Where's my pen? Yeah. All right, ready. So on this match is over, and it cuts back to the studio. And Piper wants Brain to do his best Santa uh, and send an, a message to the kids. Piper is like really egging him on at this point, oh, yeah. and and getting a kick out of it as well <laughs> uh, from the other studio. Uh, he's laughing at everything. We come back from commercial, and and I thought this was really bizarre, and maybe it's my sick and twisted mind but gorilla tells brain he's got something right under the counter for him and he's gonna give it to him later it's like whoa gorilla (laughs) (laughs) hold on big fella Uh, gorilla's got a moment like that later too i guess yeah Yeah. (laughs) speaking of gorilla you know i really studied his eyes in this one like i was wondering about the tinted glasses which i love very baller but if you look closely, his eyes look like like moldy cabbages or something. <laughs> I didn't think I think that's where he tints. Why he wears the, like the tinted glass? No offense to gorilla. He's like if he were a muppet, he would be uh, Doctor yes. Bunsen Honeydew with that no eyes under so the glasses. Good, I you know. Classic old man glasses. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> got to be prescription as well. Yeah. Um, totally gym style. Like I, I can see him oh, yeah. walking down the street with those glasses on. Some fancy. I was gonna say hat. when I turn fifty, no forty five. I'm like, yeah. All right, time for the old man glasses. Gorilla also has the best. I've said this before on this show, but Gorilla has the best uh, jackets no of all, uh, all time. No doubt. Um, anyway, so we get an update courtesy of WWF the magazine from Mean Gene and uh, he lets us know that this coming Wednesday the No Hold Bars pay-per-view will take place featuring a tag team match 
inside a steel cage between the team of Hulk Hogan and Brutus Beefcake and Randy Savage and Zeus. And uh, they they highlight Survivor Series, courtesy of Coliseum Home Video, of course, um, where Zeus uh, is, you know, just choking out Hogan, um, gets disqualified, tosses the, the ref around, and then... Then this is the 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 highlight of the episode, Edward right? It's like headlocking on Zeus. You can't get him, get him off. Yeah, can't get him off. Um, so we get we get a promo um, from the heels from Macho and Zeus and Sherry, and they are backstage, right? They're standing behind one wall of the blue <laughs> steel one cage. Wall. And my first question about this is, right? They're backstage with this thing. Are there like two guys on the end of it holding it up? Or is Zeus – at first I was like, oh, maybe Zeus and Macho are just holding it up. But then during the promo, Sherry goes to like climb the cage but like can't get over it the way she wanted to and like has to come around through the front. It's it's real strange. What's so bizarre is that like Sherry – so first of all, it's Macho King and Sensational Queen Sherry right here, which makes a big difference if you ask me. So Sherry starts climbing the cage like Nick said. She gets all the way to the top, but the way that it's shot, her feet are still shown at the very top of the screen. And then you see her kind of like shuffle off to the side. And then you you obviously assume that she's jumping down. And then she rolls around the back. (laughs) And then you see her hunched over, like trying to sneak behind the other two guys. And you see her in the shot again. But then she passes all the way around and she comes to the front of the cage to end the promo. And it is so bizarre just watching her actions during this time. But this is some of the best, like, late 80s, early 90s, yell into the camera promo yes. from WWF. Macho Macho gets a lot of love, like especially from us for like the the post Macho King post WrestleMania 7 Macho. Um but Macho King is incredible if you ask me. I think he's like bought into the gimmick so yeah. much. He's got Sherry by his side and I can't help but every time I listen to him I think of Dan Soder because Dan <laughs> Soder does the best Macho impression out there. There's there's nobody that holds a candle to him. Um, we did pull the clip, right? Everybody's we, gotta listen to it. We we have the end of the clip. It's about forty seconds long, but it's totally worth it. And I think can we talk about the loogie before we play the clip? Because <laughs> yes, the loogie happens it. in the middle of this clip. Zeus starts talking and he says that he's gonna destroy destroy <laughs> Hulk Hogan and he hocks Blop. this major yeah, Mike what'd you call it? <laughs> You had the perfect a blob. It just blops onto the blue cage, and he like half sucks it up, like half still stays on the cage. It's absolutely ridiculous. Go on YouTube, find this, find this clip. It is absolutely ridiculous. If you thought the uh, Owen Hart little white crust on his face was like bad, wow, this is just—it's almost hard to watch. You're like, whoa. he does like uh you know like Big Daddy in the movie where the oh. kids sucking down the ketchup packets and like yeah. it trips down sucks it back up. That's like what I thought of with Zeus pulling that thing back in. But it, it happens in a split second. Yes, like, it yes. was not planned. Like no. it just happened. No. And <laughs> next thing you know, he's like sucking it back in. But let's let's play the clip. And when he says destroy, just picture in your mind like a big old loogie hitting the blue bars of the big steel cage. 
It's favorite. Hulk Hogan! Machine, yeah! This is my home! This time, no referee! I am gonna destroy you! Oh, you bucomaniacs! This Wednesday, it happens, yeah. Doesn't it happen? Know. Doesn't it happen? You don't know uh, where I'm gonna be Hogan! No, Your no. destruction! No. It's such a like improv <laughs> moment. Like Sherry is like just falling down, and she like <laughs> earlier she's doing like interpretive dance moves in it, yeah. and in this she's like falling down in the mirror. Hulk Hogan. He like she says his name as if it's one word. It's like a snake that the flute stops playing. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I like, perfect. I like they're all like talking at the same time at the end, like, kind of like we do on this podcast. <laughs> yes, it's yeah. pure, pure chaos. chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Just a lot of, so much screaming. They all look like they're gonna have like a brain aneurysm any yeah. seconds. Like whole bodies are tight. It's... Zeus looks like he's got it the most together out of the three of them <laughs> oh, during man. that ending. Oh, wow, that's the first time someone's ever said that. <laughs> yeah. Zeus looks like he has the most together. Uh, rest in peace, Zeus. Oh, Actually, all three of them. Yeah, all three. Yeah. Wow. Right. Tiny Lister. Well, how um, nice to you too, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> Bummer. All right, let's head back to the studio uh, as Heenan is is singing Jingle Bells and gives Gorilla another present. So, so um, wait one second though. But yeah, the, the transition out of this chaos, complete chaos promo where they're screaming Hulk Hogan and No Holds Barred over and over and over again, and it the transition is to Heenan. Or is it Piper or Heenan singing Jingle Bells? Like, uh, yeah, so yeah. strange. Like, it what a, what a segue. <laughs> yeah. We go from, like, the He-Man villains to, like, a nice little... Uh, yeah. You know. yeah. So at this yeah. point, Piper is is praising Heenan, giving him credit for being a good sport. He's letting Brain know he's he's doing good for the kids. Uh, and he's, he's going to get off his case. And Piper is, like, definitely trying his chops at, at acting in this episode. He's very, like... It's very serious throughout it. Uh, Mr. Brain, I, I think you're great, he says. <laughs> and my favorite is he, he says that. It's, he's like, Mr. Brain, I think you're great. And Brain fires back, and you have a kilt. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> he's always your... calling it a skirt. That's I know. I know. <laughs> I just thought that line was fantastic. He's like, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, bizarre oh. placement. Yeah. So uh, we're going to head to a commercial, but while they head to a commercial, we're going to talk about what's in everybody's cooler for this special episode. Um, the Extra Cooler Show and What's in the Cooler is brought to you by Sloop Brewing Company. Sloop is known for their hazy and golden IPAs like Juice Bomb and Super Soft. Be on the lookout for more coming from The Extra Cooler Show and our favorite brewery, Sloop. Uh, Jim, I ripped you off from last week, and I brought some eggnog. Oh, nice with some bourbon uh so cheers uh happy holidays merry christmas and uh who's up next i made a trip last week to one of the best and one of the first like big northeastern ipa and e-ipa as we as we uh, affectionately call them here uh treehouse brewing company up in massachusetts um it's about two two fifteen two twenty for me uh but it's well worth the trip i went up there i wound up getting uh 
full case of just kind of their heavy hitters, their their big names, the Julius, the Hayes, the Green, stuff like that. And then I wound up getting a four pack of their like holiday beers. So they did a I'm Dreaming of a Hazy Christmas, which they describe and they do a really good job. The artwork on these four cans um, almost feels like watercolor. Like it's it's a really cool um, like Christmas scene barn and a tree. And it looks really awesome. Um, But they have a QR code on the back of the can. And if you scan it, it goes to just a dedicated page for the beer itself. It gives credit to the artist, which is really cool. They give you a full description of the beer, the style, the ABV. So it's a double American IPA. Um, It's a 7.9 percenter. But I thought it's got a really interesting flavor to it. And um, it it calls it a juicy American hops dried, dried chrysanthemum. Flowers, which I, I actually did pretty well on that word. I thought yeah, I was going to butcher yeah, it. Uh, honey malt and wildflower honey. It's got this sweetness to it that I'm really enjoying. Um, it kind of levels out the the hop taste, but th- this this brewery is just tremendous. Uh, so cheers, fellas. Where is it? Where is it? One more time. Located. It is in. Um, it's in Massachusetts. I'm trying oh, to okay. remember the exact. It's in Charlton, Massachusetts. Okay. So it's literally right off of 84. And you're off of 84 for like maybe five minutes. And then you just get to the that's, brewery. That's cool. And then I live in New York. I live about three minutes away from 84. So that's <laughs> like six turns to get there. Nice. <laughs> it's just that two and a half awesome. hours. Mike, what'd you bring? Well, uh, I brought a false summit mountain lager. And uh, this is from Westkill Brewing Company in Westkill, New York. That's in the Catskills. Ah, that's what I and, uh, It's that. about like it's a little northwest of Woodstock, I believe. Gotcha. Yep. And uh, it's a five point eight percent lager. It's it's a little it's nice. Got a little sweetness to it, and uh, it's got some uh, Saz hops in it, and it's it's really good. Actually, my wife got me this beer. She went to Cold Spring. Uh, last weekend and uh, she went to like some market to pick up beer for me and uh, behind her oh, no not behind her, in front of her in line is uh, an actor named Michael Emerson who is also <laughs> known as uh, Ben Linus from Lost oh. <laughs> and uh, All right. yeah she didn't get to talk to him though he's like bounced real quick I but, didn't uh, want to talk about the hatch or anything like that <laughs> no, 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 hatch. would have been awesome and, uh, considering uh, my son is named after the dog from that show <laughs> uh, it, was an, it was a good opening um, just a little disappointed but she she at least got me this beer and it's uh, it's quite good Cool. So I'm gonna have to uh, find out where in Cold Spring this little market is that they sell beer at. So I'll uh, yeah. I'll hit up your wife later and find yeah. out where she went. <laughs> I'm about 15 minutes from Cold Spring, so uh, yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's a cool little river town if anybody's ever up in the uh, yeah, Dutchess right County, New York area. It's a nice place. Uh, before I get to my uh, what's in the cooler, I want to talk quick little story about what I had for dinner tonight. I had a garbage plate from a garbage plate place, as you do in mm. Rochester, New York. <clears throat> I'll be doing the uh, port side heaters after the show, probably. <laughs> and but the, yeah, go ahead. And the and the burps that are uh, I yeah, can probably yeah. smell from there. I, I can feel it already. <laughs> anyway, uh, while we were there, um, the guy who's making the food, his phone goes off, and he has a ringer. And it, it, this ringer is a wrestling theme. Uh, 
and it's on the Butt Rock Mount Rushmore. So which who is it? What do you think? What do you think? Oh no, man. Batista is always my butt rock call. No, I was. <laughs> I have awesome. <laughs> I was gonna say Orton. I was like, huh? I was like, evolution. I heard that. I was like, still, it it, it yeah. tracks. It tracks. The guy looked like it. It was exactly <laughs> yeah. who you'd expect to have that ranked. Love it. Love anyway, it. so I've got a Young Lion Brewing Company. They're out of um, Canandaigua, New York. That's in the Finger Lakes. Uh, this is one that's called the. Uh, I don't know if you can see that. It's got Bill Zubas, uh, and it's actually called you know Hey Hellas. So. Uh, that's pretty good, especially after yeah. beat the Dolphins the other day. <laughs> I'm drinking out of the Josh Allen uh, pop pop glass. Nick is looking on very not He's amused. <laughs> so uh, the, the the Miami Dolphins have lost to the 49ers and the Bills this year. So yeah. uh, did they play the Colts? No, no. It's probably well, the Colts a good would thing. have won anyway. So yeah, oh. I don't know if anybody else can That's say that. Except for, except for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to the action uh, because we've got a very exciting match, none other than Tito Santana versus Bad News Brown. We're joined in progress. This match is from an older show uh, taking place at Madison Square Garden, and we've got Gorilla Monsoon and did Super you catch Star? who else? Is it Billy Graham? No, I think it's Hillbilly Jim. No way, really? Reaction, oh, yes, wow. is what I read. Um and this match sucks. It goes about 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> Luckily, we only have to see about five minutes of it, and it ends in a double countout. Yeah, and can favorite. we move right on? But, <laughs> yeah, they did that a few times during this. Uh, yes. The Thank God we didn't have to see the progress, 15, yeah. 20 minutes of it. My notes, my notes for this were Tito Santana and Bad News Brown from MSG, double countout. And that's it. There's no other notes at all. (laughs) There's not much to say. Nope. All right. So next up, back to the studio, which if you haven't caught on by now, these are the real highlights of this episode. Um, Bobby's still dressed as as Santa, and he starts acting like himself, and he's out of nowhere claiming that Santa's fake, uh, and it's the parents buying all the presents. And uh, he's, he's telling it like it is, and Piper is is not feeling it man he's boiling over he's not happy he's getting emotional and he's very serious (laughs) bobby bobby Bobby, stop bob bob Bob, stop you gotta stop (laughs) (laughs) and he's like looking dead into the camera mind you he's at a different studio (laughs) i i I am as uncomfortable watching this as i am watching the ultimate warrior being shoved into a casket (laughs) that's the level of discomfort i am in while watching this whole thing i i I, I was like speechless man like just sitting there like what what is nick forcing me to watch right now (laughs) there's nothing worse than because you still believed in santa or what do you mean well, no, I mean, there's nothing worse than that kid that spoils it for yeah, everybody no. or Frank. tries to Frank. I still remember the name of the girl in third grade that did it to me. If your um, kid, if your child does that to another child, you have failed as a parent. Agreed. Oh, Agreed. Man. I had so, a kindergartner do it last year to a kindergarten class. I wanted to throw her to the principal's office. Give her a swirl. Yes, seriously. Can, with a turd in the toilet. Can we listen to it? Because I have it. Yes. Yes, please. I'm in a red suit. Came down your chimney this morning. Hey. And gave you gifts, do you? Cut that out. Check mom and dad. They're the ones with the cash and the guinness. That's what you should think about at Christmas. That's enough. Bobby, Bobby. (laughs) Bobby, let's keep the Christmas spirit. I'll tell you the truth. I I got kids and Christmas is the most wonderful time of year. And let's kind of keep the Christmas spirit. That's their fault. 
Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> What'd you say? Oh, and another thing, kids. Santa can't drink milk. It'd get all over his phony beard. <laughs> Bobby, I think it's going a little too far. Knock it off this right now. This is a prime time show. Tis the season to be swerved. Boing. <laughs> Bob. Bob, I There's thought we were going to no Santa. Ay, ay, ay. It's so... Yeah, he, uh, he yeah, then yeah, proceeds yeah. to tell Santa is a sham. The guy's a discount store worker just out of detox. <laughs> like, oh god. <laughs> then he does all the classic like uh sounds like a criminal with with an alias uh and yes. questions how anybody can believe that reindeer fly. Uh Piper, man, you he's seething right now. Yeah, yeah. we say he's wanted in three states with all yeah. his different names, Chris <laughs> And then he gets like weird, like classic, like heel manager, and he's like, uh, "The Heenan family is what you should believe in." It's like, what yeah. you, you had me, you had me Heenan, and then you had to throw that in there somehow. I, I love how serious Piper gets, and he's like, "Oh, it's so good." I, I think, I think this has gone far enough. There yeah. is a Santa Claus, and he left <laughs> gifts under my tree this morning. Like he's so fired up because I and I'm relating to him in this moment too. I'm like, yeah, Piper, get him, Piper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no hell yeah. All right, so our next match is the Bolsheviks versus W. T. Jones and Todd Becker. Oh. We're back with uh, yeah, with Shivani and Alfred calling the action, um, and we've got the Russian. Uh, anthem that gets sung of course and my favorite part is becker and jones like get in front of them and start dancing during this <laughs> it's really strange i never never thought anybody would dance to the russian anthem they, but they here we are just like you. Yeah, like, yeah 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 you stink anyway so, they get whooped for their troubles yeah I, i'm glad What's, that you get yeah go What's funny is that they put the image up on the screen, like going into break, and it says uh. W.T. Jones and Todd Becker is who they're going to be facing. And then they come back, and the announcer announces Jones and then Perry is the other guy. So, yeah, some... some yeah, yeah, they're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. They're going to get smashed. It's all right. Did w, you... W.T. Jones? Was that White Trash Jones? Like, what was that? <laughs> I don't know. Did you catch Nikolai Volkov with the worst spinning kick I've ever seen? Oh. It was, no, it I was, did not. Watch oh god, this. it was I think awful. I, I think it's I, in the it's in the very beginning. I know. I I caught it out of the corner of my eye. It's in the very beginning. Uh, it's it's not Nikolai good. Volkov has I was the yeah. hugest ass. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. Bigger than Rene Dupree. Yeah. Yeah. Dupree. What? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, wrong generation. So, Does, uh, weren't you glad to hear uh, Hayes back on the microphone, though? I'm like, oh, oh, more Alfred Hayes. I'm always into that. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I knew someone in college um, who literally was growing his hair out so he could dress as Lord Alfred Hayes for Halloween, which to <laughs> me sound, was like the most insane thing I'd ever heard of. I was like, what do you mean growing your hair out like Lord Alfred Hayes? Yeah. Is that that person? Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. Um, like, but no, it's like a weird like little yeah thing. And but uh, but that guy is under like house arrest now, <laughs> and, oh, man. and wears uh, oh, man. ankle bracelets. So it all checks out. <laughs> <laughs> what a roller coaster of a story, man! I was yeah. like, all right, cool. This guy's good. And then, <laughs> no, completely. Yeah. No, this is an insane person you're talking yeah. about. A lunatic. <laughs> Do you? Um, did you catch the the promo from the Bushwhackers? The, uh, the Not Jobber Bushwhackers. Well, yeah. well <laughs> do ahead. you remember? Wait, do you remember them feuding with the Bolsheviks? Mm, no. Yeah, 
That's because they're jobbers. Oh man, well played on that one. Well they played. are. Uh, oh, that's hey. That is. <laughs> yeah, all a, four of them jobbers. Nikolai Volkov is the the best out of the bunch because he was I don't Hulk like Hogan's rock set up wrestling. a trap like that. That's <laughs> all right, let's get back to uh, Piper, and he has entered the main <laughs> studio, and Whoa. he is about to get up in Santa's face. Uh, and and Heenan threatens if Piper hits him, then Piper will be suspended from hosting primetime wrestling. <laughs> I love how I never realized this was a Piper line. Yeah, but he pulls out the what exactly is your malfunction? <laughs> and he uses that like years later, and we we definitely talk about it in the episode where we cover uh, Goldust versus Roddy Piper, and he uses it a little different. But what exactly is your malfunction? Heenan calmly gets up and continues trashing Santa Claus, uh, and this is when Piper clotheslines Heenan, beats the crap out of him, and uh, Monsoon's trying really hard, Rod. Rod, Rod, <laughs> Rod, hot Rod, <laughs> like just trying to get him to calm down. It's like, I understand where you're coming from, but you can't do that, Rod. Um, all right, so another commercial break, and we come back, and Piper's trying to explain his passion for his actions. Um, this, this, like Matt before, I, I could get behind. I, I like, you know, he's, yeah. uh, this guy, this guy loves Christmas, and he's talking about, uh, he has children, and he knows what it means to not have toys and have had toys. So he's like being very honest. Yeah. I think. And yeah. I like that he's he says uh, he says something exactly. What is it about Santa Claus? It's like Santa Santa Claus is what you make of Santa Claus, or something like that. Yes. Which is perfect, I think, because I love the idea of like never like admitting it's fake. I mean, like, Hell whatever, yeah. Whatever, man. Like it's Santa Claus. Hell yeah. Yeah. He yeah. says the, those gifts were given to you by someone who loves you a whole lot. Yes. And like yeah. It, it it's a really good pick me up after yes. Heenan being the Big complete time. heel that he's being. But I love that Piper is saying all of these things with either the wig or the beard in his left hand. Like <laughs> yeah. he's just holding on to that thing. Like that's what's keeping him from completely snapping and tearing apart the entire studio is him just gripping onto that beard. <laughs> oh, here's the line. I'm sorry. It's, as long as I'm around, there will remain a Santa Claus, he says. <laughs> yeah. Man, I feel like we've got to put a, uh, a, a warning on this episode. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Explicit contact about Santa Claus. Uh, next matchup, we've got Richard Charland versus my first pick in the jobber draft, Barry Horowitz. And uh, again, we're joined in progress. And this is from the Maple Leaf Garden in Toronto. Uh, Monsoon and Lord Alfred Hayes are calling the action. And it's, you know, another jobberific type match. But uh, Horowitz really works the crowd as a heel during this. Yeah. I I thought it was really interesting that uh, they called him a up-and-comer a, a yes. new up-and-comer and yeah. they called barry horowitz and i'm like all right cool horowitz i didn't realize he started out getting wins <laughs> yeah. and getting uh, w's yeah and then this it. match goes on for friggin ever yes. and then uh my only notes for this match were this match feels like it's going on forever and uh yep. horowitz loses <laughs> and they're yeah. just they're dogging the other guy the whole time oh yeah, yeah. 
Who's he's not going to win with a headlock. Yeah, yeah, with a side headlock. <laughs> side headlock. <laughs> and Charlotte has the power in that body. Why doesn't he use it? Says, uh, Lord Alfred Hayes. <laughs> yeah. Lord Alfred Hayes is like belongs in Hogwarts or something. Yeah. I, or is that just me stereotyping, no, stereotyping no. British people? Like that? Perfect. Yeah, 10 points for Gryffindor or some shit. Yeah. Um, and that's why Nick can do the impression so well in the intro, because yeah. uh, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah, household yeah. watches a lot of Harry Potter. Yeah, why am I true. Alfred Hayes? You're like this... the one that does it. <laughs> Next up, we've got Sean Mooney in, the, that one real in quick. the event center. And uh, we've got pre-recorded comments from Rick Rude, the man of the 90s. Because, oh, yeah. uh, this is days the, before the 90s, Yeah, right? days before. And uh, it's him with Heenan. And, and they have issues with Roddy Piper. And that kind of like, it's crazy because it takes you halfway through this episode. And I didn't realize that Piper and Rick Rude were feuding together. Right, I don't know if anybody yep. else picked. Uh, I didn't nope. pick up on it until this promo, um, and really, I don't think that feud ever had a blow off. I don't know what happened, um, but I'm pretty no. sure Piper and Rude never had a true blow no, off. Because I think at the Rumble in, in 1990, Rumble, uh, Piper uh, starts feuding with Bad News Brown. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, because the, the infamous uh, WrestleMania six uh, paint job that he has, yes, is not is right around the corner too. So right. yeah, I wonder what happened to that feud. Maybe did Rude get hurt or something, or does he go into the program with uh, Warrior? But that doesn't really kick off till SummerSlam, right? At 90? Yeah, yeah. I don't, know. I don't know. Next up, we get a promo from Hercules, uh, who sucks, and he's a face, <laughs> and he sucks even more as a face. Um, like I always like, knew him. I knew of Hercules as a face. I knew he was a face at one point, but I never really dabbled in Hercules as a face. And why? Why was he ever billed as a face? He looks like he was like allergic to wasps, and he got stung by them like two days ago, and he's like still all swollen. Like he's just coming down. He's just bloated and nasty looking. That's terrible. And the worst part about it is we have to see him in action later in the car. Oh God! (laughs) You got. Dan Charlin, where the hell the guy, the guy, yeah. with a glass of eggnog is Could like, have made him bad. Hercules. Why yeah. is this the, Hercules? So, Hercules. the highlights of this event for me are Macho, Zeus, and Sherry, Piper and Heenan back and forth, and then what we're about to see, which is a Mr. Perfect promo. Uh, he's at the golf oh, course man. with his manager, the genius, who we're also going to see later, and they are talking about uh, taking down Hulk Hogan and how they're going to become the next WWF champion. And uh, let me just paint this visual for you, right? We're at, <laughs> they're at the golf course. Mr. Perfect, he's got his popped collar. He's got a shirt tucked in. He's golf course appropriate with the dress attire. And then you've got the genius over there, and he's in his light blue uh, capping gown that this guy like holds on to for dear life. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, Mr. Perfect's music hits, and we get like in <laughs> slow mo, the genius is teeing the ball up for Mr. Perfect. Perfect takes his swing, hits the ball right down the middle. Um, and genius starts yeah. jumping up and down, and he's clapping his hands like like a cheerleader. It's it's so strange to me. And perfect looks at the camera. Perfect every can, time. Can you set up a some sort of image with like just the shot of like the uh, perfect legs and like the kind of like yeah yeah yes. feet, and then hit 
genius teeing it up between <laughs> the legs yeah. is like the greatest shot that WWF <laughs> has ever done. Like I couldn't. I was like, what are they doing? <laughs> my my favorite part that, that just adds to the ridiculousness of it. After Perfect says perfect every time, Genius does a backflip. Yes, and says, and he points to the camera and he says and Hulk Hogan and then Perfect slaps his gum up out of his hand and follows up with you can't do that <laughs> and it's like it's, it's so great it's amazing as the, great the as everything curly... else on the show is I think this might be my favorite bit in the whole thing yes so, agreed the, the yeah. curly mullet is beautiful oh, the pop oh, yeah. collar screams extra cool oh, yeah. 2004 <laughs> like it, this is beautiful I saw something so, this promo made me think of something as well like that I hadn't thought of earlier which is kind of strange considering how much old wrestling we watched but um so lanny poffo the genius loves the graduation gear right the cap and gown and stuff right his brother macho man comes down to the graduation music what is up with this family oh, yeah. like, <laughs> pomp and gra- circumstance yeah, what? Like, they love it are they obsessed nobody likes graduations they're like obsessed no. with it like no I, it's so weird that's just a weird thing to me that i never thought of i'm surprised it never clicked in my head it's a weird feud too perfect and uh and hogan they never had a blow off to that feud they and, fought, i remember they like fought in like they were like the last guys in some battle right, royal Sur- and stuff yeah. like that yeah yep. yeah survivor series i think right? yeah, yeah i couldn't remember which one it was but anyway on to another another really ridiculously you want to talk about a long match oh, God. here we've got brett uh, who gets his like trial run as a singles competitor versus greg that brett hart Versus Greg the Hammer Valentine with Jimmy Hart, um, and there's a, this there's one a lot of hearts going on here. Yes. Bret Hart Valentine Jimmy Hart. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's oh, a lot it's of a hearts lot. going on. So uh, we're coming to you from the Meadowlands Arena in Meadowlands, New Jersey, and we've got uh, Tony Schiavone and Lord Alfred Hayes calling the action. And uh, this has to be like one of the first times that Brett wears those glasses because they're making a big deal out of the oh, glasses. Yeah, yeah. Um, fancy shades. Hands fancy them off shades. to the. To the kid in the aisle, yep. these are the silver ones before they turn pink. Yes, uh, I like the silver ones best. Yeah, I, I, I do I, too. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they made the announcers make a huge deal out of it. It's certainly like the beginning of Bret Hart for sure. But then no, but because he gets like pulled, right? He gets like this trial run, and then he gets thrown back into the tag team with yeah, Anvil. They they win the tag titles, right? SummerSlamming against the three demolitions. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, it's like, it sounds like a classic early going of Vince being like, ah, no, no, no. Yeah. It's like, quite, I don't yeah, think yeah, so. Yeah, You're yeah, not there. Pull a plug on it. Yeah. yeah. Trial run is the perfect way to describe it. Yeah. Um, we need a, we need a true stat boy to break down and give me the exact number of times we've covered a Bret Hart match, by the I way. Can, because I can do that. this has to be, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is number 16. And I'm not talking. And I'm not talking. Brett matches being the highlight because we've covered ones where he's like got a match on superstars here and there, like during those Warrior episodes. Okay. Uh, so he's this, he's on there. I'm gonna say it's definitely double digits, and I would say it's over fifteen. Definitely definitely number, he's definitely number one. No, oh, easily, easily. I um, have so. I have a running list of all of the shows. And I've like put yes. names on there. That's how I tallied like Mount Rushmore for the first year episode. Yeah, I I kind of half asked it for year two, <laughs> so I have it. I go back, but that's some uh, housekeeping for next week. I'll deliver that one. For All you. right. All inverse. Uh, how many Greg the Hammer Valentine matches have we covered? Is this the first? <laughs> no, I think he's. No, I think he's, we, he's no. Shown up. 
And, <laughs> and didn't we cover him with Honky Tonk? Oh yes, you're yes, you're correct. <laughs> I think he was but, on primetime wrestling. I mean, I'm sorry, yeah, Saturday Night's Main Event. Sa- yes, yeah. um, he's wait, like if I could have a like a Halloween rubber mask of anyone's face in the WWF. <laughs> I think his face is fucking horrifying for some reason. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's also he's also got like he's also got like his body is shaped like a keg. Yeah, he's so weird and round. Yeah, he's, I can't. He's no see lips him. either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't see him without seeing the meme of like this is what '80s gym teachers used to look like. <laughs> yeah. Like I I can't not look at him and women, not yeah, hear or look at right? that. Yeah, 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 women. Yeah, exactly. I the think hair. He's still it's alive, hair. right? What's that? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. I wow. mean, yep. that he looks exactly the same as he did then. Yeah, yeah his face is just a little bit more weathered. Yeah, he <laughs> was on our screens for um, the dog collar match with uh, Cody Rhodes back in oh. AEW. They put him in the crowd during COVID time. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> yes, so yeah. uh, this match goes almost twenty minutes, uh, and Mister Perfect comes down in the middle, and I'm not really sure why the number one contender is coming to worry about Bret Hart in 1989. <laughs> to be honest, um, basically the end goes. The ending's really interesting. Um, Valentine goes for his signature figure four, and on the turn, Bret kicks him into the turnbuckle, chest first. Brett goes for the pin, and the ref counts one, two, hands up in the middle of the air, and, and the bell rings. It's like, it's bizarre, and nobody knows why the bell has rung. It's like total chaos and confusion. Anyway, they let us know that the match ends in a draw because of time limit decision. Uh, wow. This if I were, like, if I watched that live, I was not going to be paying much attention to it, <laughs> and I would have been heated that it ended in a draw. This has Bret Hart booking all over it. He's like, I've got an idea, pal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's totally, totally where he's headed. Uh, all right. There's so much on this card. It's insane and so much lengthy stuff for an hour and a half. Like, it's like, where do they keep – it's like Mary Poppins, like, bad. Yeah. They just yeah. keep oh, pulling yeah. things out of. Next up, we've got Brother Love Show. Oh, wait, there's and, a Hulk Hogan ornament even in that bag right before, so, right? It's on the little Christmas tree there. So this oh, is – exactly that. They show a Hulk Hogan Christmas ornament that I immediately ran to eBay and looked up. I found one. It is in Canada. It was $138.02 plus $18.26 in shipping from Canada again. Wow. $156.28, and I bought it. No. No, I didn't buy it. (laughs) I was going to say, oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> we probably could have resold it on, you know, wrestling for sale. Yeah, I was going to say either Ted or Matt Cardona probably owns it. Or <laughs> It's beautiful. Don't it get is. me wrong. This it's thing very... is perfect. It's the it typical glass ball yeah. ornament, and it's uh, it's got Hulk Hogan doing the Hogan pose with the arm out and the making the bi- bicep. It says Hulkamania over Yellow the top of it. It is beautiful, beautiful. And need... if it was like 50 bucks. I may have would have thought about it, but this one Plus, was... it would have been a, like a priceless family heirloom, too, at yeah, that point. It's yeah. going to have that, like, you know how those old glass ball ornaments are? Yeah. Like, look like if you if you drop yeah. them, they're done. Like, yeah, then gonna... that's what I was going to say. Next year, your son goes to put it up oh. and drops it and shatters yeah. into a million pieces. I was going to say, this is one of those ornaments that, no, mommy or daddy has to put this one on <laughs> yeah, the tree. Yeah, <laughs> off the top of the tree. Top of the tree. Yeah. Do any of you guys have wrestling ornaments? Uh... I don't know. I, so. I don't. You know, I definitely don't. I do not. But I was in, I was in CVS yesterday, and I was going 
to uh i think it was like robux gift cards or something like that and they they have like the ten dollar ones so i don't have to spend friggin' thirty dollars on a gift card for this stupid game but regardless i'm there and i'm looking at the christmas ornaments and like things like that and uh all of a sudden there's just one of the rock staring at me in the eyes and i like picked it up and i looked at it and i was like "Eh, but then i have to buy one for my daughter too and i put it back on the shelf and i didn't do it (laughs) whatever the rock are we talking is he bald on there yeah, 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 it's bald rock, like the full tattoo. arm yeah. tattoo. It yeah. was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't the Brahma Bull one. It was like the full tribal tribal tattoo. No. So it was one of the newer ones, and he's doing Older the one, classic yeah, rock pose, arm yeah. in the air. Yeah, it it wasn't it wasn't uh, not what I worth wanted. it. If you could have a wrestling ornament, who would you want? Gun to your head, Man. real quick. It, 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 this has to be a those classic glass ball ones like we were just talking about, and it doesn't necessarily need to be that Hulk Hogan, that Hulk Hulkamania one that was there, but like just the. I'm sure that they, if we go to WWE shop, they'll have something like that. But it's just like all the old logos from yeah. like the back of yes. the yes. Uh, the back of the interview when it's the green screen and it's yeah. just got the <laughs> Ultimate Warrior logo, That's- the Bret Hart logo with like the the bullseye like crosshairs thing. Like those are the ones you want. Warrior one would be pink and green too, you know. Oh, totally. Yeah. Really totally. Cool. totally. Yeah. Man, love it. All right. I now, I, now I got to go create of course. Yeah. You <laughs> mud brown, diarrhea brown and you know. <laughs> I'll find an ornament maker. You do the art. Let's get this moving for yes. next year. Yes. Whoa. Right? <laughs> right? Can't cut Put this out of the episode. Because this is our <laughs> million dollars. can, that's all. Uh, yeah. Put a, a Skinner can. Skinner can. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's rusty. It's got to be rusty. Yes. Oh, man. got to be. This is a perfect <laughs> side quest. I love it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, on to Brother Love and his special guests are the <laughs> WWF champion Hulk Hogan and his personal sidekick Brutus the Barber Beefcake. And guess what? They're trying to promote. You guessed it. No holds barred. The match. The movie. Um, this interview is bizarre. How uh, Brother Love's music plays throughout it. <laughs> I think it always um, did. It Brutus claims that he sleeps with his scissors at one point in the interview. Um, he sleeps with the steel, it says. Sleeps yes. with the steel. It's my mate. As he hold, as, yeah, as my mate. As he holds it up to his face, like, you mate with that thing? Um, Hogan rambles in circles. Like, it's it's painful oh, to listen to him talk. In, yeah. um, he's talking about, yeah, like, we did we don't want this match before Christmas. We're glad it's after Christmas because, you know, we even if we won, we'd still be, like, beat up. And then he like repeats that again. It's like, yeah, shut up. Yeah, stop talking. And uh, <laughs> Brutus is Brutus is awful on the mic. Yeah. Like he's you trying can hard, totally yeah. understand. He's trying yes, hard. He is. And he's trying to get the crowd going. Says he'll do anything to be loved, like the Hulk Hulkster. And it's like, just just stop, please. <laughs> Make this end. I like. He, I I'm thinking the whole time he's like Brutus. Brutus knows a lot about steel, which is ironic yeah. because soon his face is gonna be full of it like, yeah. I was like wow I'm like this is interesting I'm like I, wait what's the timeline here i'm like no yes. these faces i know arranged yet like i thought the same thing oh man uh brother Parker's. love is interesting to watch during this one too because yes. he's like basking in in the the glow of hulk hogan at this point like he's staring at his mustache as it moves while he speaks like it, he is locked in on that sucker yes. and he's not letting it move without his he's eyes so being wide open but the entire time i was watching this you know there was the barbershop there was like the heartbreak hotel like what was i couldn't remember for the life of me what the name of brother love's 
set I, or his like segment show, was. right? Was it, just, I think yeah. so. I couldn't remember for the life of me, and it really and bothered me so much so that it distracted me from watching <laughs> Brutus Beefcake <laughs> talk about mating with steel. Yeah, they could have given it some kind of like church name, right? Like yeah, 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 yeah. Like that, but I think it's. I'm pretty sure it's just the Brother Love Show. There, there was another. Uh, there was another part where Brother Love was referenced earlier in the evening when uh, Piper is asking Santa to say "I love you," and Gorilla <laughs> yeah, is yes. like, "Yeah, like the other guy in the, like your friend in the white suit." <laughs> He's talking about Brother Love. That one popped me too. All right, so next up we've got uh, another cutaway to the studio, and it's basically Gorilla just calming down Piper. Take it easy, Rod. Take it easy, Rod. <laughs> Still, Do it for the, I know you're doing it for the youngsters. Yeah. Uh, and in our next match, we've got Hercules, as promised, versus Craig Green. <laughs> no, my notes say all caps hercules for some schmuck yeah (laughs) honestly the most interesting part of this match was that it must have taken place during superstars did anybody pick up on that there's like the classic banner banner and the superstars Uh was blurred out um i thought that was is vince commentating no vince is on the uh, brother love show right vince and uh yes yeah Yeah. this is shivani and uh and lord alfred hayes oh yes once more (laughs) Uh, more. sorry (laughs) hercules overpowers the jobber uh uses his uh backbreaker submission and ends the match in two minutes not even like an inset promo like hercules literally has nothing going on for him no feud nothing bloated are there any hercules fans out there does anyone like her oh oh my my work rate is raising his hand i'm a i'm a hercules (laughs) top five mr perfect one hercules one b (laughs) back in the studio we've got Roddy Piper, he's he's being removed from the primetime wrestling hosting gig, and because uh, he attacked his co-host, um, and uh, he doesn't take it quietly. Obviously, he's heated, and he attacks the producer, lays him yeah. out on the floor, <laughs> and he's finally removed. And uh, Jesus, this finally <laughs> comes to an end. Our next match is Mark Don't Young finish. versus Mar- Mark Young versus the Genius. Another interesting match. Um, Interesting tidbit is that Mark Young is the son of Chief J. Strongbow. Um, mm. For anybody who gives a shit about <laughs> Mark Young, um, anyway, uh, he he would look, look pretty good flipping around in that ring. But uh, anyway, that match Mark sucked. Young does actually yeah. he does a Hurricane Rana, but yes. I don't think Hurricane Rana has been invented yet because they don't call it that. They <laughs> no. call it like a front reverse flip or something <laughs> they had no clue what to call yeah. it that is the perfect mikey work rate interjection there like that is that is exactly what we need out of you is the uh the the calling of moves that aren't yeah. that aren't named yet that was perfect bravo bravo he he does some like break dancing in the middle of the ring too at one point it's it's very strange um the fans it's, hate the genius too huh yeah he yeah. hates him Prancing around the ring like what is his victory role? That's what it was. That's what Shoemaker I think talks about, and I believe it was in his book, but that it came out. Oh boy, I don't know, a decade ago at this point. Yeah, how the genius got such was good at getting like mega heat, just people they hated him because of the prancing and stuff. Which you know, those are you know different times uh, there. They really. 
At one point, I, I thought I had it in my notes. Oh, yeah, Tony Schiavone calls the genius a top star in WWF in this match at some point. Schiavone's like, out to lunch here. <laughs> yeah, Schiavone, <laughs> no wonder you lasted a year. Yeah, you see, Alfred Hayes asks him, uh, like, how his Christmas was. He's being a nice guy during this. And then, like, yeah. Schiavone's like, it was busy. And that's it. And it's like radio yes. silence for two minutes. And I'm like, jeez, wow. yeah. guys. <laughs> uh, Alfred's trying, you know. There's a lot of debuts on this, and next up we've got we've got Dusty Rhodes in a special interview stage, and and he's got a Christmas present for himself, and it's in the form of a new manager, the Sweet Sapphire, and uh, he introduces the super fan so who sweet. we know as Sapphire, <laughs> who's been hanging around, stalking him at the arenas. Is going to be his new manager. Um, yeah, it's, I got th- nothing else to say about that think- promo. Of all the WF superstars that have ever existed, would there be a better person to dress up as Santa than Dusty Rhodes? <laughs> no, 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 right? Yeah. But he's perfect. No. Yes. He's perfect. Get a beard Agreed. on him. Is there Agreed. anyone else? Is there anyone else you'd want to see dress up as Santa just for comedic effect? Then, from an Bastion entertainment Burger. standpoint, Bastion Burger sure. Bastion it doesn't Burger. have to be a fat guy like Macho Man or Hercules. Warrior doing Santa Claus. Oh God, oh. nope. Bastion Burger. Right. Just a big old slop. Yeah. <laughs> Eggnog dripping down his face. Oh, and the beard is <laughs> Yeah. Uh. Gorilla is in the studio by himself, harping on the fact that there is a Santa and tells the kid the kiddies, the youngsters, as he keeps calling them, to not to listen to Heenan. Um He says, uh he, Bobby has never said a true thing in his life and you should ignore him. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is an hour and twenty minutes into the show. Yeah, That's an it, hour and twenty minutes where the parents had to like go on complete, complete oh my God. like uh I would have shut it off immediately. Yeah. <laughs> what what's the words I'm looking for here? That they had to like go into triage, like just oh, yeah. just triage. fixing things for an hour and twenty minutes and then at the end of it they're finally yeah. like, nah, ignore ignore Bobby Heenan. He's a <laughs> <Yeah>. jerk. <laughs> Yeah, they could have like at some point pulled like a, a like a, a real Santa, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. come out and like magically appear to make things right, and you know. But the, no, they don't do any of that. Yeah, that would have been nice. They they really botched this. My son came in while I was watching the end of this. I'm like, oh great, and he's like, gorilla's apologizing. I'm like, I need to. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I have to like turn it off. Like, yeah, yeah. They're like they fumble it so poorly. So our main event of the night is Superfly Jimmy Snuka versus Macho King Randy Savage with Sensational Queen Sherry. And uh, they're back at the Maple Leaf Garden, same show from uh, Horowitz. You could tell by like the stage and the crowd. Um, I think the, fan- the, the footage is fantastic. It's like so poorly lit. Yes. It just screams of like late 80s. Um, I it's love the way... Yes, the ramp. The that, yes, I love that. Uh, especially, it feels so rare to see it in WWF. Um, I love the way Macho King looks. I love like his gimmick. He's still wearing the trunks at yeah, this point between, in time. He's like yeah. Trent, like. And then Snooka looks gigantic. Huge. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. It, uh, he looks so big coming out there. It looks like a wild man. Like again, not the Snooka that I necessarily like grew up watching. <laughs> um, he he's acting like like he's like a jungle animal, like he's in Tarzan or something, point. right? Yeah, that I mean, had to that's have been essentially the how he looks in the ring with the with the animal print and the bare Shoeless, feet, and bare feet. yeah, he looks absolutely jacked. 
Um, yeah. not, not in a healthy way, though. No, yeah. not in a healthy way at all. Like, does not look healthy. I'm like waiting for him to have a heart attack in the yeah, middle of the ring. Yeah, but That's... he can still move at this point yes. too. I mean, it's 1989. Like, the, right. we were we were seeing Snuka later, but yeah, this this is certainly uh, on some cycle of steroids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get. I like how in the middle of the match we cut it cuts to Gorilla before commercial, and then it gets back from commercial and cuts back to Gorilla before he hands the match back. Um, and really, the highlight comes from the end. Uh, you've got Snuka and and Savage. Sorry, I'm trying to find my place in this match. Um, Snuka has Savage trapped in the ropes, but he's like too stupid to finish him off. He yeah. just leaves him in there. <laughs> Sherry comes in, nails him in the back of the head with a loaded purse, um, obviously some steel bar, as they say, <laughs> uh, inside there. Uh, and she drags Savage on top of him. Sherry uh, then makes sure the ref is up, makes him count one, two, three, and uh, around nine minutes this match comes to an end. Where did My... heels get the steel bars that go in a loaded purse? Is that like a Home Depot or Lowe's? <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Uh, I need a like loaded a purse. Yeah, yeah. I, I need a steel bar, bar a steel for a loaded bar purse. fit enough in a purse. Yeah. <laughs> And trim it down for yeah, me. Yeah. Why don't Why don't you ask Stu Hart where Brett got his for the Goldberg <laughs> yeah. spear? Yeah. Yeah. You know, somewhere in Saskatchewan. I <laughs> My then, favorite part of this is uh, Gorilla's response to the uh, loaded purse. What a miscarriage of justice! Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to pull that clip and make it a sound uh, a sound clip for us in the oh. show. Miscarriage I- of justice. After every, every anytime anyone dogs warrior, after, <laughs> there we after, go. Love it. Yes. After the match, uh, I thought it was interesting that the former king hacksaw Jim Duggan comes yeah. to save Snooker. But uh, all right, I'm done with that. We get we get Gorilla <laughs> and he's pushing the pay per view once again. Yeah. Uh, the no holds barred and uh, Piper comes back to let us know like he's real sad he's got to leave the show but uh <laughs> you can't tell like is he happy is he sad yeah, his emotions he, are all over he's the going place through it all we had a great time i respect <laughs> he respects gorilla he calls gorilla gur earlier in the show too we didn't mention <laughs> yeah. that uh so that the event comes to a close our first prime time wrestling um would anybody like to give this in true fashion cans in the cooler as an entirety Anybody want to go first? I know I threw this out, so you can dog it if you want. Mikey Workrate's shaking his head because uh, the work rate on this was about a negative three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't if, know. He likes Hercules, though. So we, if we've, this learned, was, we've if, learned that. If this was condensed to like a you know, like an hour-long television, yes. so then it would have been like 45 minutes on Peacock. It would have been much better, but an hour and a half was a little too long for my Way liking. I was shocked that it was as long as it was. Same, same. I thought it would so be I, like in 50 minutes or something. I apologize. So like oh. I texted, we were short on time. I was like, just watch the Heenan and, and Piper stuff. That's really all. And the, the promos in between. That's all you need. It's definitely worth watching. It's fun because it's Christmas time. Although yes. it's like it dwells a bit on the, you know, the Piper saga throughout the thing. <laughs> but, you I, know, there's a lot of goofy stuff. Uh, I, I'll say 3.5 just because. Like, oh, I was yeah, going to say two and a half. I like the promos. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, Gorilla does the weird sexual innu- innuendo kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, I forgot that housekeeping within the show. He um, he says at one point, he goes, let's take you to Sean Mooney, who I know had a great Christmas. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? Just to like make out the, like, the Christmas party or something? Like, 
<laughs> gorilla gorilla Mooney. Like, gorilla, you're like you got you're emphasizing the wrong word. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but and and just honestly, just for the perfect and genius promo, which I think Yes. Oh Christmas ornaments. I you know, I, I'm a sucker for anything Christmas. So All right. I, I'll raise it to three. Alright, there you go. <laughs> three three's where I'm at too. It was it was uncomfortable uncomfortably <laughs> entertaining. I uh I, I there was time where I was like, oh my god, what am I watching and why am I watching it? And then I got through it and I was like, all right, that was really good. I liked yeah. it. <laughs> Mikey, you want to give us give us cans in the cooler? I think Mike has fallen asleep over there. <laughs> We've lost uh. him. <laughs> I loved it. I hated it. It's the best of times. It was the worst of times. I'd say about a two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. All right, so we're all on the same page. <laughs> Well, all right. The times the uh, I, I can't even remember the jobber's name. Barry Horowitz match. No, yeah, yeah. Barry Horowitz versus a jobber is like not not good television. No, it does not compute. No, <laughs> it does not compute. <laughs> all right, now we're gonna hand it over to Matt for uh, some extra credit this week. Let's go. The Extra Cooler Show is a proud member of the Pod Foundation. Pod Foundation is a partnership between ourselves, the Chick Foley Show, Turnbuckle Tavern, and Coming Down the Aisle. We are committed to bringing wrestling fans everywhere the best content possible and sharing our love for all things professional wrestling. Be sure to follow at Pod Foundation on Instagram and Twitter to interact with us and stay up to date on all of our shows. We are back for some extra credit with our Extra Cooler Top 3. The Extra Cooler Top 3 spotlights our top stories from the week that was in pro wrestling brought to you by Chalkline. Chalkline brings you our favorite officially licensed WWE apparel on jackets, shorts, and more over at chalk-line.com. And the Pod Foundation will save you 10% when you enter PF10 at checkout. Man, oh man, we've got another action-packed week here. I am really struggling to put together a Top 3 from the week. Uh... Honorable mention is packed this week. It It's really taken over mostly by AEW with us recording on Wednesday evening. It always slows us down with uh, kind of staying on top of, of AEW here. But action, don't call me Mario Andretti, defeats Chris Jericho in a very 1-2-3 kid-esque style, uh, style match where the jobber goes over. They were blatantly calling him a jobber throughout the match. Um, Scott Hall did this for Jericho as well during his career. So uh, re- really cool. Unexpected. I thought it was really cool that they pulled it off. Um, sticking with AEW, an honorable mention, Death Tri- Triangle takes a 3-1 lead, but they kind of bury the lead as they tell us that match 5 will be no DQ, match 6 falls count anywhere, and match 7 Escala de Muerta, a ladder match. So it's inevitable that this was going that this is going seven. I think we can assume that from the beginning, but they pretty much buried the lead here. They all always go seven. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I will stick with some honorable mention. Bronson Reed returns to Monday Night Raw this week as Miz's hired gun and his heavy um, in, in, in ensured that he returned and uh, and won his money back from Dexter I heard, Rubis. Uh... Sorry to interrupt, but I heard Triple H has been wanting to bring him back since, like, August. I am not impressed by Bronson Reed. We went to the uh, Impact pay-per-view in Poughkeepsie, 
and he took on Ishii. And I was so hyped up for this match. I was like the one I was looking most forward to. And it just kind of felt flat. I don't know if it was just the match of styles didn't work. I don't know if Ishii is too strong style for Bronson Reed to work that way. Um, Apparently he beat Okada in New Japan. Like this dude could be huge. And I don't mean that in a stature kind of way, but could be a big star. And they've treated that him that way in other promotions and him coming back just didn't feel important. I mean, I'm still going to give him a chance. I hope, I hope they improve. But at this instance, like it just was like, Oh, okay. Another hired gun for the Miz moving on. Speaking of moving on, let's head to the top three. Number three of this week will be WWE embracing past stories. So this past Monday night on Raw, we saw two instances of really long-term storytelling and them trying to tie together long-form stories together. Uh, And that wasn't explained very well. But regardless of it, (laughs) we have a scenario of Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair in an interview with uh, Byron Saxton. And Alexa goes into recapping her whole her whole saga when abducted by Bray Wyatt to, to current day. And I thought it was incredible that Bianca comes in and starts talking about Bray and Alexa cuts her off immediately. And it's like, it's, it's not about him. He's not a threat to you. I am. And I just thought that the ability to go back to pay homage to storytelling that they've done in the past was really a new leaf here and something that Triple H is bringing to the table. He did it again with KO and Seth in their segment later on, acknowledging their past and not blatantly ignoring what has happened months ago and just treating it like today is the only day that matters. And I think that the storytelling here was really well done. Very excited to see them continue to give us more like this and paying us back for paying attention and watching their product. He did that with Elias last week, too. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Great call out. Uh, Story number two, we see a physical person of Uncle Howdy showing up on SmackDown. Do we actually believe he's going to be an on-screen character? Do we actually give a shit about Bray (laughs) still? Like, Jesus Christ, this is so drawn drawn out. Yeah. And, like, just if it weren't for the Alexa stuff, it would be awful. It, this is like I, I'm here for a slow build, but this is not a good slow build in my opinion. Um, I, I don't know. I said I, it months ago that I don't think Bray Wyatt, I don't think Bray can be a main eventer. I don't. I don't think he can. I really don't. Not in this current climate. And uh, I don't know. Sorry to derail your question. No, no, no. This but, is uh, good. This I think. Good. I think the, if the the one of the rumors and the speculations was that maybe. Uh, his brother is getting, you know, re-signed by the company, and maybe his brother is going to be Uncle Howdy, or if not Uncle Howdy, then another one of the characters. Bo Dallas. Yeah, Bo Dallas. Bo. I could, I could get into that. <clears throat> right. They just need to. They, they need to it's advance the storyline somewhere. It's just not. It's taking way too long, and I agree that What's like I don't want it. On? I don't want it pumped out like week two or week three. But this is just like I, it feels like it's going nowhere. And it's taking too long to go anywhere. Right, he hasn't That's even my had a opinion. match yet. Yeah, think about how excited you were when you first started, like hearing that Bray was going to be back. Like, you can't tell me that any of this has lived up to expectations. No, it, it definitely has not. And the, the build story is, of... is at a snail's pace. But yes, every single time he's on my screen, I am locked in and paying. Yeah, attention. 
I just and, worry that he's going to get like redundant, which is what he was before he got let go and released. Right. Um, I think the Uncle Howdy reveal doesn't happen for a long, long time. Right. But when we finally get it, he's going to take off the mask and it's going to be Bray Wyatt underneath it. Yeah, which yeah, which is like I don't know. Is that know. really what I, anybody wants to see? I, 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 I don't think so. I think the problem with the storytelling of Bray and I listen, the guy's a genius creatively, especially. Um, but I feel like there's nothing, <clears throat> there's nothing that like we're looking forward to with his storyline right now, and I think that's the problem. Like, there's no like, okay, the Uncle Howdy thing. Like, do I really care who Uncle Howdy is right now? Not really. You know, like, there's no end game of, like, who's his feud going to be with? Like, yeah, I don't care. Like, if L.A. Knight eventually joins forces with him, that makes sense. But if he feuds with him, I I don't know. Like, is that something I'm really looking forward to? So I think that this, I don't even want to call it a feud. Their interactions has immediately elevated L.A. Knight to somewhere that makes him feel important. Just in standing yeah. in his presence, just being in this storyline, it changes L.A. Knight as someone that was really intriguing in N.W.A. during the power time to somebody that went to NXT, didn't feel like he fit there, came to the main roster and was like, all right, dude, what are you going to do? And now right. I feel like he is immediately elevated, and I think that's the power of Bray. And where he comes out at the other end is certainly going to be interesting when I'm talking about he being LA Knight. Right. Pronouns, pal. Um, but I think he's, you know, only set up for success now. And we have another mid card guy that you can like move in and sure. He's not top of the card. I don't expect him to, but I, I think that he's doing justice to LA Knight and making him an interesting character. And I, I agree with you. The Bray Wyatt saga is not anything that I am locked into. It's right. not something that I think about except for when he's on my screen. But when he's on my screen, I'm watching and I'm interested to see what they do next. So there's previously and the White Rabbit stuff and all of the QR codes and all that stuff. I was thinking about Bray Wyatt outside of normal, like just watching wrestling. Right. I was like trying to fantasy book it and figure it out in my head. And like I fully went down the rabbit hole, pun intended. And now like it's just like, oh, oh, yeah, this is on. Cool. And I'm fully locked in. And that's enough for me to be like, all right, cool. I'm still interested in locked in on this. But yes, you're right. It's slowed down significantly. And it's not where I think any of us wanted it, wanted it to be. Yeah. Um, it just feels I, like it doesn't have like any direction. Or, like, any, I don't know how to put it. But there's direction, but it's not like enough direction to keep me interested week to week. Like you said, if I, I'm not looking forward to it, but if it's on my TV, I'm interested. But is that a good thing? Because you don't know where it's going. Uh, I don't think there's enough. Am there's I nothing for me sure. to. I'm yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Because I don't think there's anything for me to be like, what's next? Like, I'm yeah. not interested in what's next. They're not doing anything that's making me interested in what's next. But that's just you. me. I'll tell you what's next. It's story number one. And story number one is John Cena returns, will be returning to SmackDown on December 30th. He was confirmed in a Tron interview or a Tron uh, video this past Friday on SmackDown. It's now booked Cena and KO versus Sammy and Roman Reigns on Friday the 30th. This will be Cena's first match of the year, and it will be he will have one match 
in every year for 20 straight years. So pretty awesome. I'm excited to see where he comes back. I don't believe he fits into the Roman verse, but I'm sure this will catapult him into something that leads us to WrestleMania and to see where he uh, he really comes in and see where uh, John Cena will be on our televisions for the next three or four months. I've been teasing it. Two weeks ago, I gave my way too early pick for the Royal Rumble. And I gave you guys some homework and I said, let's come back and let's talk about our way too early Royal Rumble picks. I know, Mike, you were excited for this one. Why don't you give me both your men's and your women's Royal Rumble picks as of December 22nd? All right. Uh, I guess going with the way too early picks here. He's uh, breaking out the paperwork. Yeah. (laughs) I forgot who I picked. That's why I just went down. That's all. Uh, For the men's, uh, the obvious pick is Cody. Mm. I feel like that's the obvious way to go. Uh, Dark the, Horse. He is the odds favorite, right? The Vegas favorite, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's the obvious. They go obvious. Dark Horse, maybe Sammy, maybe Rollins. Uh, for the women's, I say I got like Charlotte, maybe Rhea Ripley. Uh, I I would pick Shayna Baszler with Ronda myself. All right. But so Shayna let this guy is go your... first. He made three picks each. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Pick one. Exactly. <laughs> Mikey Give us one. All right, Cody, your bets. Cody and Charlotte. Boom. Cody and Charlotte. All right, Jim, hit me with yours. Man, three. Picks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like rattled off like half the guys I was going to take. <laughs> right, you got Cody. Um, I'm going to go with the true dark horse of the men's. I'm going to go with Sami Zayn. I know it's probably too early for that if that's going that way, but I'm going to give it to him. Um for the, the women's, I'm going to say Sasha Banks because I think she's going to go they're going to do a smaller, tighter window Cody Rose was gone for a long time, came back he's a bigger deal now in WWE than he ever was before, I think Sasha Banks is going to have the same effect even if she's going out to Japan, whatever, comes back blows up, wins the Rumble she's bigger than she ever was in the WWE and Love she was it. huge already I like it, I, I dig that, Nick hit me I like it, I am going to go with Alexa Bliss Ooh. And I'm going to go with Austin Theory for the men's. Ooh. All right. Because I, I was going to say Cody, but that's – I was going to say Cody and Charlotte, but those are too predictable. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't go Becky. My my nah. flag is in the ground. It is still sturdy wow. with my solo Sokoa pick for the Royal Rumble. I'm going to hang on to that one. Even and with The Rock still out there? Even, even with The Rock. That's the segue to get to The Rock. All right, sorry. Because the storytelling here is that um, – Solo Sokoa was sent to the bloodline by the elders. It wasn't brought in by Roman. <laughs> it was by the elders. So that's that's what I'm sticking with. That little breadcrumb is is what I'm eating up. I'm like saving in the corner of my squirrel cheek. And uh, I just don't see him a main event at WrestleMania. Uh, that's all. Nor do I. Nor do I. Uh, and Alexa Bliss was also my pick for the women's Ooh. side. I think we'll uh, revisit this in a couple weeks. No and, one said uh, Bailey. No one said Bailey. No. Uh, just a good hand. No one's just a good hand. Ooh. Wow, that Ooh. is a backhanded compliment I've never mm. heard of. That's the way they treat her since this mm. return at SummerSlam. Like, yeah. I'm all for it, but that's all it is. She needs well, to face that again. was our extra credit for this week. Nick, give us a Merry Christmas and send us home. All right. 
Merry Christmas, sending you home. Uh, <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Extra Cooler and over on Twitter at Extra Cooler Show. Don't forget to follow and check out the Pod Foundation on social media at Pod Foundation. While you're at it, don't forget to follow, subscribe, rate, review, and tell all of your friends about the Extra Cooler Show available wherever you get your podcasts. And Cheers, guys. And by the time this is up, at Extra Cooler Ornaments will be available on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to this in 2023. Of, <laughs> yeah. The yeah. first three are going to be Skinner, Acts of Demolition, and who's the third one, Nick? It's like a wild, complete wild card. Big surprise? Ooh, wow. Yeah, you know like those little toys the kids get now where they open the bags Ooh, and you don't I know like what that. it is? What do they call oh, that? It's got a name I don't know. So my son has the teeny mates football guys, and he has every single team, and he lost the Baltimore Ravens. We can't find it anywhere. So eh, he's going to be That's where getting... they belong. Yeah. <laughs> well done. <laughs> uh, but he's going to be getting them for Christmas, and I guarantee there is no yeah. Baltimore Ravens <laughs> in that pack. No Guaranteed. Ravens. No way. <laughs> All right. Cheers and uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas, guys. We'll see you in the new year. Merry Christmas to everyone except Lana Poffo. (laughs) (laughs) Boing. Cheers, fellas. Later. Ho, 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 ho. Come on with me. Go with me. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. A little bit more. Ho, ho, ho. More. 25 grand. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. <laughs> right, so, uh, right, so, uh, what's in the cooler? Oh, <laughs> blew my mind. <laughs> the rhino, the rhino's in ya. Extra credit. Port, 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 port side heater. Extra credit. Nasty, nasty, nasty.